I, I wake up, I open my eyes, and I'm laying in bed, and I'm facing inward, and I see a random Indian guy sleeping next to me in this bed. Welcome to Not So Bon Voyage, the podcast all about when shit goes wrong on the road. It's the third episode of our Voyager chat series, where we interview travelers about their wildest travel stories. We're your hosts. I'm Christine. I'm Jules, and you just heard from our guest on the show today, Bob Demena. Bob is a fellow world adventurer and a travel podcaster. Today, he's telling us a travel story that's too wild for his own podcast. Let's just say he's giving the Hangover 2 in Thailand a run for its money. Let's get into it. Hey there, Voyagers. We are here with Bob Demena. Bob has a crazy story to tell us today, one that is so crazy his wife usually forbids him from telling it, but today he is telling us. Thank you so much for coming on, Bob. Let's kick off today's episode with you telling the Voyagers a little bit about yourself, your podcast, and your travels. Hi. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here today and tell this story, which I, uh, this is kind of a confession. I haven't told her I was telling the story yet on podcast. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, so I, I will. I'll have to, uh, but I didn't know how to break it to her yet. So I still have. I still need to figure that out. Just don't. Just tell her that you stumbled <laughs> across a new podcast and you should check out this episode. And you're like, oh, I was on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> please re- record that reaction if you can. <laughs> yeah, we need right. the reaction. <laughs> it, it might be a murder video, though, so I don't know if that's... Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to see how that plays <laughs> True out. True crime. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I host the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Uh, we sort of have revolved it around interviewing people who we have found interesting throughout the world, and it tended to gravitate towards adventurers, people who maybe do something above and beyond. We interviewed a guy who went blind at 14 and he ended up hiking Mount Everest. And then the remaining six summits, the highest summits of the, on the planet, um, the first Lebanese wow. woman wow. to hike the seven summits. Uh, so that's sort of where, where it's the direction that it's kind of going in. But we tend to just have general travel conversations with people with similar interests. And it's just been a good way to branch out and kind of, kind of um, continue to explore travel as Myself and my co-host have settled down with wives, children, full-time nine-to-five jobs, mortgages, and things like that. This was a way for us to continue uh, satisfying our wonderlust. Awesome. I mean, it's you got to do it. Those travel stories, they live on. They definitely inspire us. And, and this is one thing that we're excited about, about this next part of our series, about hearing other people's travel stories. And especially in these current times when we can't be traveling uh, I can imagine that these stories are probably even more inspiring when you get to connect with a good guest with a good story. Right. Yeah. There's nothing like speaking with somebody who not only shares similar interests, but can motivate you and and kind of push you to do something that you might not have thought you could have or were willing to do or didn't realize you could do because they have already done it and they have the information. And it's just a great way to, I don't know, self just rely upon one another and, and get the the mind moving in that direction. I don't know. It's 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 been great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, today we're probably going to be telling stories that are things that people won't want to emulate, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to take a little bit of a different turn, but maybe maybe more inspiring for things to look out for and things not to do in the future for some of our voyagers listening in. We're going to jump into it with our, our rapid fire questions just to get warmed up before we jump into our main story today. And we're going to start the first one off with, we ask all our guests this, what is the worst thing that you've ever eaten on your travels? Huh. Uh, this, it, it's going to be cheese fries. 
And I think that kind of requires an explanation. Because, okay. Because okay. that now, sounds delicious. Because we're both looking at each other disgusted <laughs> right now. So uh, when I was in Hawaii, I ended up getting cheese fries handed to me by some fast food chain there. But it was just it was fries with two slices of just unmelted cheese on top, and I was just so disappointed to be handed fries that way. And it's just, it's always stuck out to me as just such a disappointing meal to this day. That sounds really disappointing because cheese fries sounds delicious, but just like two like unmelted slices of cheese. That sounds terrible. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was very disappointing. And, uh, you know, I should say that I, I've eaten some odd things, but I always like them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair and enough. Also, I think that part of that is the disappointment because it's kind of hard to mess up fries and it's kind of hard to mess up cheese. So cheese fries seems like a no-brainer. So a really disappointing version of that, I feel like would stick out. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what is your least favorite country you've visited? Least favorite country would have to be the United Arab Emirates, um, Abu Dhabi specifically. Yeah. Really? Okay, why is that? You know, my personality just did not mesh well with the very strict religious culture. I I know that they're kind of like a, a combination of modernization and then you know, holding on to that culture, but it's just, you know, it just wasn't for me. Um, obviously these are just, it's my own personal experience and, and, and how I felt there, but like uh, my wife had a lot of uncomfortable looks and, um, I just, you know, if I have to pick one of my least favorites, I think this ends up being it. I should say the mosque there, uh, what is it? The grand, uh, Syed Zeke, I, I can't remember the mm-hmm. name, but it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, but overall, I think, yeah, that was my least favorite experience abroad. Yeah, I mean, everybody that we ask is, everybody's always got a different, somebody could say that's their favorite country, someone could say it's their least favorite, and it it does always come down to your personal experience with what that, and I guess, you know, if culturally or the conservatism, especially, I mean, I think, like, if that doesn't match with your own personal beliefs, you know, or the way, like, you see the world, then it's always going to be tougher for you to connect with a country and a community um, you know, it's like you, you, and especially, I guess, as a woman as well, you, you would have different perspectives. Like we've had people talk about India being very difficult for women travelers, you know, and other people say it's their favorite country in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and to, I could travel to the UAE 10 times and I could enjoy it nine, but maybe this one time that I went, I didn't like it. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were there, by the time we left, we later found out that there was a woman in the airport. She was about 24 years old who was harassed by men who were just hitting on her just as they do throughout the world. She brushed them off and they actually arrested her and detained her for it <gasps> because you're not allowed to disrespect men there. And so wow. there were multiple. Yeah, should, yeah, that doesn't really fly. No, really no. <laughs> and so, and, and like I said, I mean, you're, you're walking through the city and you think you're in this mod, you are in this very modern city, but then the the very strict conservative uh, culture is still very intact. I was going to say the only time I've ever been there, I was just in the airport for a layover, so I didn't really get the full experience. <laughs> but lucky, so, luckily, lucky. I did not get hit on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it could continue. I mean, I could I could go on about the bad experience I guess I had there, but you know, you're not allowed to do PDA or you know show mm. any sort of affection with someone you're not married to, and you're not allowed to share a hotel with someone you're not married with too. And uh, wow. we did. I mean, we did a, get a hotel together, and she was my girlfriend at the time. But oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we made it out. So, yeah. All right, next one. What is the most overrated landmark or attraction that you've visited? Uh, 
the Hollywood Walk of Fame in Los Angeles. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good that one. That is a good one. Yeah. I, d- I don't usually think of things back, well, I mean, home is like the US and Australia, but but yeah, that is a good one. Oh, I hated one. it. Yeah. I hated everything about it. It was just dirty and it was filled with vendors and beggars and um, I, it, it just was not what I imagined after seeing it depicted in so many movies my entire life. And then you finally get there, and I was just, I was very disappointed. The first time that I went to the US was probably about 10 years ago. And I was in LA, and I, you know, I was a tourist, you know, went and checked out all the things Santa Monica, Venice. Of course, I'm going to go check out Hollywood, going to see the, the, uh, the walk. And I don't know why, but I had some kind of false illusion that I was going to walk down there and see actors. Just hanging out. And and so, you know, I thought I'd just be walking down the street and then I'd like look to the side and there would be like Leonardo DiCaprio sitting in a coffee shop. And I don't know, I just, I thought there'd be something more grandiose to it. And when I got there, I just remember thinking, this place is a shithole. It's really seedy and it's mainly just like out of work actors and like knockoff Marvel costumes trying to take pictures with you for money. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's not the glamorous thing. view of Hollywood that everybody has. Right. right. So that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, worst place you've ever slept on your travels? Hmm. So I, I, this would have to be a bus that I took from Hungary to Croatia. And, you know, there, there's not really much to speak on it other than it was just a bumpy, smelly, long bus ride that just was unpleasant. Uh, we had to get out, you know, once you get to the border, you have to get out and show your passport oh, yeah. and it's the middle of the night and you're trying to sleep. And overall it was just a bad experience, but I don't think I've had too many bad sleeping experiences yet. How long was that bus ride? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I think it was like between five and six hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, bus ride, overnight bus rides are just not fun. We've had right. a few of those in our day. And yeah, you especially know, South America doing 12, 13 hour bus rides. Oh, like 32-hour bus oh, rides. Yeah, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't taken a bus in South America, but I've had, I've have, I have heard horror stories. It's yeah, not fun. It's yeah. not fun. <laughs> Don't <laughs> recommend it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, you can fly. I mean, especially like Colombia, you can fly pretty cheap in a country, but back in the day, when we budget backpacking, those weren't the options. Right. Right. <laughs> all right, and the final question, and the one that we ask all our guests, and we're O from two at this stage. This is our third voyage of chat. Have you ever pooped your pants while traveling? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Uh, I've had very close calls, but I don't think. Uh, no, no, I have not. <laughs> okay, we're still yet to find. We're someone. over three. We're over three at yeah. the moment, but we're <laughs> a uh, I, I, I have stories that that I could follow that up with, but I think maybe we'll save them for another time. It, that, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. now that we're warmed up, we've gotten into it a little bit. Let's get into your not-so-bon voyages. So today, your story is taking us to Thailand, the land of smiles, amazing hospitality, beautiful beaches, some of our favorite cuisine, but it's also the land of drunken tourists, full moon parties, tattoo parlors, and plenty of not-so-bon voyages. And I know we've had a few of our own not-so-bon voyages in Thailand. Oh, yeah. But today, we want to hear all about yours. So oh, really man. paint us the picture here. Uh, we were, we're very intrigued now. Uh, all right. <laughs> so why is Thailand such a shit show of a place to go? I, I don't know, but... um. 
So I, I want to say before I get into it, that there is a victim to this story, as we previously mentioned, and I do want to be considerate because, you know, she did suffer some emotional stress as we'll get into. And uh, that person is my, she was my girlfriend at the time, but now she is my, my beautiful, my kind and uh, very, very, very forgiving wife. So this is a very <laughs> smart move of you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you're laying the groundwork here and I, I'm just recognizing as one married man to another, as one married man who can make mistakes and 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 be out on and get himself in trouble. This is a very good groundwork. So I'm just respecting Happy wife, happy life. Respecting oh, the game. <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we're in Thailand and uh, we go to Thailand together as part of a Kentiki tour, which I, I are you are you guys familiar with that, Kentiki? Yeah, a yes. bunch of young people getting shit faced. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> so we do this together. What, what year is this? Um twenty fifteen. Okay. And so the the trip takes us to our first stop, which is Phuket, Thailand. Uh, and it's part of like a Western island or Thailand hopping tour where we go to Krabi and Koh Phi Phi and multiple locations throughout the, the country. So we end up on our second night out in Bangla Road. I don't know if either Ooh, of you are that, familiar. Yes. Oh, we are familiar with Bangla Road. That place <laughs> is, I think it goes um, Titty Bar. Tadupala bar, titty bar, tadupala bar. That's pretty much the street, isn't it? Sometimes there's a combination of all of those. Yeah. There's ping pong shows, which oh, I yeah, have yeah. a completely different story on, but it's not related to this one. But yes, there's. <laughs> it is. It's a really odd place. It's mostly tourists, but the locals know how to capitalize on it with tons of different bars and uh, ladyboys and yeah, everything. It's it's a wild little place. It's almost like a little Vegas. So we're on Bangalore Road, and we obviously tried to find a bar to sit down in and enjoy ourselves, have drinks, and we find one that was playing American rock music, and they were actually really good. It was a Thai band playing American rock, like all the classics or whatever, and there was seating that faced the street. So we're sitting on a bar right at the end of the building, essentially on Bangalore Road, just people watching, and we start to order buckets. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with buckets, but it's just... A concoction of we definitely we definitely are, but tell, tell the void we are very familiar. All, with too, familiar. All too familiar. But tell tell the void just what buckets are because they are a deadly thing. It's it's just a concoction of sugar sugary sodas, Red Bull. I don't even know what's in them, and then just tons of different alcohol. I don't even remember which type of bucket we ordered, but there's always like a rum and coke type of bucket or a vodka type, and I, I cost about seven dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, not even. That's not that's even. where this became dangerous. So cheap. That's where this became dangerous because now I'm in Thailand and I feel like I'm the richest human being on the planet because I am using the American dollar uh, and buying, you know, comparing it to the bot. So we start buying buckets, and at this point, my wife and I were pretty big. I don't. We were decent partiers, so we we were able to hold our alcohol pretty well, and we drank a lot. And so we were drinking these buckets, but then in between the buckets, when I would get up and go to the bathroom or just get up to walk around, I would go to the bar and talk to the bartenders. And because I felt like I was so rich and I was drunk, I started buying shots, not only for myself, but the entire bar staff. Anytime I got up, I asked them with the, (laughs) I asked them what the, uh, like the top shelf liquor was. And they immediately brought out a bottle of Jägermeister. 
Like this was their golden bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. So nobody's so, ever ordered this. Let me dust this <laughs> off the top. <laughs> Here's this dumb American who's just spending his money. Here we go. And and it worked. It worked very well. So I I started buying shots of Jaeger. I don't even want to I, I can't even tell you how many, but it was it was an absurd amount and I regret it. <laughs> so <laughs> So I go back to the seat and we're continuing the drink throughout the night. And eventually we start to zone in on a particular demographic going down an alley, past the bar, walking past us and down a, down an alley. And this was uh, the lady boys. So we're noticing lady boy after lady boy walking past the bar, down this alley. And we're just f- trying to understand where they're going. And the drunker we got and the more people... We saw go down the alley, the more curious we got. And eventually when it was time to close tab, we decided it was a good idea to figure out where they were going. So a little bit of investigation. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is all, this sounds like a perfect idea. So we get up and we go down this alley and we find a 7-Eleven. And it's just, it's perfect that these people were going to a 7-Eleven because of course there's a 7-Eleven down this alley in the middle of Thailand. Why wouldn't there be? I mean, I, I don't even know if this is where they were going for sure, but- (laughs) <laughs> we go into the 7-Eleven, and then this is where the story kind of gets a little weird and a little crazy because I don't really remember much. And I know, I mean, you guys have obviously been drunk before. You know when you're, you're, you get blacked out, but you have those flashes, like they're almost like like two-second flashes of consciousness, and you're like, I remember that, but nothing else, and then it goes black it's again. Like, it's like somebody went out with you that night with a Polaroid camera, and just took a few snaps periodically, mm-hmm. and right? Then, and then just stuck them, and you you're left in the next morning trying to piece them together. It's like, like that. memento. Yeah, right. that hangover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I have at this point. Um, that's all I have, and so that's what I'm going to go off of for for the next few seconds. So I remember walking into the Seven Eleven, then I remember being back on Bangalore Road, then I remember laying on my back on Bangalore Road. Then I remember someone picking me up off of the street. I remember Uh. being in a cab. I remember sitting on a balcony of a hotel with another guy who was smoking a cigarette. And then my night goes blank. That's it. Yikes. (laughs) Hangover too. (laughs) So, So then the morning comes and I hear, Bob, Bob, time to wake up, Bob. And I'm there with my girlfriend. So... I don't know who the fuck that is. It's some dude telling me to wake up and it startles me. I wake up immediately. <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> I I wake up, I open my eyes and I'm laying in bed and I'm facing inward. Like I'm, you know, I'm facing towards the other person who would be in the bed. And I see a random Indian guy sleeping next to me in this bed. <laughs> He's still sleeping. <laughs> I, what? I'm, I'm just so confused. And then I realized my name was being called by a different Indian guy across the room in a bunk bed. He was on the top bunk for some reason. There was no one on the bottom bunk. And he was, he was just yelling my name to, to wake me up. <laughs> and so I, I sit up and even this is still very gray. I don't remember exactly what happened because I think I was still drunk. Um, but I start asking them questions like what happened? Uh, why am I here? And essentially what they told me was that they found me on the street and they helped me 
uh, because they knew I was in bad shape and they brought me to their hotel room so I could sleep for the night, which honestly, I think might be the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me. Ever. That is extremely nice. And that is so nice. I could also not believe very it. Lucky. I still can. So they were just two random like Indian travelers like hanging out in Thailand and they stumbled across you? Right. It's like, you. They, they, stumbled and, on and they, you, stumbled over you. Literally. <laughs> it's and, like and, walking down the street and they're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and decided to bring me to their hotel room and then let me sleep in their bed. I, I just, I still can't fathom it. And I, I have to admit that I don't think I know I would never do that. I mean, I've been to Vegas and Atlantic City. I've been to some of the craziest places on the planet for partying. And never in a million years would I say, look at that guy on the street. He's hammered. Let's pick him up, pay for his cab, bring him back to our hotel and just put him down for the night. I I, I would never do it. That's beyond anything that I would think of doing. And I can't believe that someone did it for me. I don't think many people would do that. So. Definitely not. I, w- I definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. So, so, so then I, I'm talking to them and I'm trying to piece together what happened and I'm just so confused and I realize I don't have any shoes. I don't have any money. Um, I'm, I had my phone, but it was dead. So I, I don't think I was robbed or anything. I think I just lost everything. I also had like little souvenirs or something that I bought earlier in the night and they were obviously God, you gone. Would, God, you would have been ripped off as well. Oh yeah. Stage, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah so so i'm like i gotta get i gotta get back I, where the hell am i i gotta get back to my hotel i don't have any money i'm like hey man like <laughs> thank you for letting me stay here can i also have some money for a cab <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so so uh he gave me man i don't remember i think it was like 50 baht or something i don't i don't remember exactly what the price was but he gave me some money and I thanked them and I exchanged emails with them. I got their email address. And then I remember trying to send them emails when I got back home. And it just like, I got, I kept getting a bounce back. So I don't know if I wrote it down wrong, but I, I still to this day have never contacted them or seen them or heard of them since that moment I left their hotel room. Um, wow. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. Guardian I, angels. Yeah, seriously. seriously. Yeah. So so I walk so out of the, the hotel. What's the full, what's the full out of this? <laughs> so so I, I leave the hotel and I think that's when it like really hit me. Like I walk outside and it's hot and there's palm trees and it's just like it was like a ton of bricks. Like holy shit, I'm in the middle of Thailand and I have no idea where I am right now and I have no idea how to get back. I don't know anything. I mean, I, I don't my phone is dead. The only thing I knew was the name of my hotel. So I go to the street. And there's like a few guys standing around the street and I'm just trying to hail a cab or a jitney or not, not a jitney. I, uh, tuk tuk. Um, and I'm, I am, they're, they're stopping, but I'm showing the amount of money I have and it's not enough money. They're saying, no, you know, it's, it's not enough. And now I'm, you know, now I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm barefoot by the way. I don't have shoes. <laughs> my God. So You're looking real disheveled. Dude. Oh my God. I can't imagine. So, so I, I, try to hail a cab a few times and eventually the, one of the guys sitting standing nearby is like hey my buddy will do it he doesn't say it in english like that he, i think it was just hand signals and gestures but he points to this guy across the street who has a little moped and waves him over he comes over and i say the name of my hotel and show him the money and he just essentially shakes his head and says yes get on so i get on the back of this random dude's moped i put my <laughs> arms around his stomach and shoeless and helmetless, he weaves through traffic and uh, brings me back to the hotel. Um, I love that. So Thailand. Uh, so, so now I get, I get back in the hotel 
And now I get hit with like a second ton of bricks because I'm like, holy shit, what happened to my girlfriend? Like, I didn't even think of her until this point. I was so worried about getting back (laughs) that it didn't even occur to me that she could have went missing at the same time I went missing. And who the hell knows where she is? Uh, So Yeah, that's terrifying. Oh, man, it it has to. I think it is the most terrifying moment of my life is like those few seconds of uh, where is she? So I walk into the hotel and right in the lobby is like the whole Kentucky group. They're like getting ready to go see Big Buddha or something. And I walk in with no no shoes on and I'm just like, hey, guys, like, you know, and I just like quickly walk by and it's a bunch of it's there weren't really many Americans. It was all Australians and Canadians. uh, And they're like, look at this. American asshole can't hold his liquor. Um, so they're like, "You going out?" You'd be like, "No." Nah, <laughs> yeah, I was just on the beach. Um, so, so I walk by them and I get to my hotel room and I open the door and my girlfriend is not there. And <gasps> I just get overwhelmed with panic. I I just go to the bed and I sit down on the bed and I plug my phone in. I wait for it to charge. I, I don't have any messages. I connect the Wi Fi um, and I just try to figure out where she is. Uh, and so I ended up like, I ended up calling like a friend back home. Like, what do I do? But I think I was just in a complete state of panic and like trying to piece together what to do. And eventually I don't even remember how long it was. She barged into the room and just was completely bawling her eyes out, ran up to me, hugged me, uh, and was just, I, we just held each other for a good few minutes, um, before she was like, where the fuck were you? What were you doing? You know? so it was she she uh, this was night two this was night two of our nine night trip oh Um, my god so (laughs) i feel like such a piece of shit so so we i end up talking figuring out what happened um and she obviously was not nearly as drunk as i was because she wasn't doing the jaeger shots and oh it's the jaeger it's always uh the jaeger so (laughs) she ended up telling me that we walked into that 7-eleven and she never saw me again the rest of the night. So <gasps> I don't know what happened. I must have walked in and walked right back out. I don't remember. But we walked into that 7-Eleven together and we did not see each other again till the next morning. She must have been walking Bangalore Road uh, disheveled. And eventually this couple, this Saudi Arabian couple came up to her and asked her if they could help. Uh, another couple from another country who just offered help selflessly. So... They have wow. a car and she got in the car with them and they like, they drove her around to police stations and police department, um, police stations and hospitals. And she just showed my picture and said, you know, have you seen this man? Has he been here? And she did that all night long. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Dude. I know. And, she, <laughs> and she's, then she married you. She's still married. That is love. That is love. That is love. She, yeah. And, and so that's why I did, I said that in the beginning because I, I never want to forget the amount of stress I put her through because this, this story is pretty, it's, it's funny. It's kind of crazy. Um, but I always like to make sure I, I, I keep her in mind as I tell it because it was not a, a great experience for her, obviously. Yeah, I, I must admit, like, as you were telling that story, it, like, it was making me feel anxious. I could literally picture myself in that same position <laughs> because I've had a few wild nights where... I've had a couple nights where I've woken up, not in really foreign countries, but I've definitely woken up and been like, Jules is not home yet or he's gone or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can sympathize, but that, yeah, that sounds like a really 
uh, stressful situation to be. I mean, you would have like in Thailand, it's literally the hangover, <laughs> like yeah. the hangover too. Like somebody could just disappear and you would have no idea where they went. I think that's what makes it uh, so crazy. I think if this was if this was Las Vegas, um, where we have our we have our cell phones on us, we have service, everybody speaks English. It's uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, you know, being in a country like Thailand, where it is, it does have that crazy reputation. Very few people speak fluent English. Um, it, it's just it just adds to the craziness. And man. <sighs> Yeah. And also, like, there's quite a lot of things that aren't above board, especially Bangla Road. It's probably one of the sketchiest areas. Like, Bangla Road, Kosan Road, yeah. probably two of the more notorious Who knows what goes roads. on in the underground of yeah, that, those seriously. places. Right. Probably walked into that 7-Eleven to get a toasty, obviously, because everybody knows the ham and cheese toasties are the best <laughs> in Thailand at 7-Eleven. <laughs> and you probably, like push some door and it was some speakeasy and you ended up on the street in some, yeah, some kind of like a legal brothel and you wandered out the back and then you're like on the street and yeah i can just i can picture exactly how this story would go down especially with buckets involved yeah yeah it, it, it's just it might it, it boggles my mind thinking about it i wish there was someone that followed me throughout the entire thing or i could have talked to the indian guys and maybe got a little bit more information now that it's all passed and hey you know what what happened? Oh, you know, one thing that I did forget to mention, I, I do remember briefly talking to the guy on the balcony as he was smoking a cigarette. And for some reason, uh, I remember our conversation revolved around religion and politics, which now like I cringe thinking of that now. Like I was probably just, I couldn't imagine what I was saying to this guy, you know, trying to have this, <laughs> this deep humanitarian or political or religious conversation with this guy from India. Um, I can't, I can't imagine how horrible that conversation was. Just spewing absolute garbage. Oh, just, yeah. Just talking, just, yeah. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> That's when our deepest conversations come out. And really, you, if you could listen back, it would just be complete shit. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I think sometimes I think I'm lucky to be alive and, you know, that I wasn't mugged or picked up or beaten or, you know, taken advantage of in some horrible way. But, you know, it's, I made it through. <laughs> Yeah, thank God for those two guys. That's incredible. What did that's just like the nicest thing I've ever heard. That's yeah. Yeah. Or you would have just been asleep on Mangler Road and someone would have found you. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, there was no way I would have walked been able to walk back to the hotel because the where our hotel was set up compared to Bangalore Road, it was there were it was a lot of windy roads and there was no real shoulder or sidewalk. I mean, if you know that area, you'll know that that's the case, but mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine trying to walk down those roads with how chaotic uh, the driving is in Thailand too. Uh, so how did, how did the rest of the trip finish up? Like I, I'm, I imagine that you kept it pretty tame for yeah. the next few nights. I, I've kept it tame for the remainder of my relationship with her since then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the rest of the trip went. I mean, it went really well. I my my wife is an incredibly forgiving and understanding person, and she she I mean, she did forgive me. We spent the next day in bed. We just slept it off, both of us. We skipped everything that they had planned for us, and we just grabbed food and we just laid in bed together all day. And I begged for forgiveness for the entire day. Um, and then after that, we kind of it was just you know slowly easing back into it. You're in Thailand, you're on vacation so it was i think it was easier to kind of move past it because you have to you know mm-hmm. yeah and and yeah you want to enjoy yourself right we're there yeah. it is what it is right yeah, yeah. i mean you know it, the other women would have maybe 
grabbed the next plane and left me. I, I don't know. Um, it, 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 I think you got it, yourself a good woman. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> In your defense, though, those buckets are insane. Like, I'm pretty sure they put some sort of Red Bull like concentrate that I think is illegal in the United States in those buckets. So like the mix of that with the insane amount of alcohol is basically like you're high off, you know, uh, something. And it's shitty alcohol as well, the stuff they put in the buckets. So the the Red Bull has, I think it has pseudoephedrine in it because it's the Red Bull syrup. And then they have that bottom shelf whiskey and things like that. So you just get, and it's so sugary. You just end up getting so wasted and you can drink them so quickly because it's so hot and you don't realize how much alcohol they put into those buckets. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and with the amount of sugar in there to dilute the taste of the alcohol, it's, they go down way too easy. And, and, and I, I should have asked my wife how many shots she think I, she thinks I took, but <laughs> go ask her now. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was just a stupid amount. I mean, I, I had to have gotten close to fit between me and the the rest of the bar staff who I kept buying shots for. Uh, we had to have come close to finishing an entire bottle. Even towards the end, I remember a few of them peeling off, and they would see me walk up, and they would leave the bar because they knew that I was going to try to make them do a shot with me. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, my first trip to Thailand. We've been spent a lot of time in Thailand, and my first trip there as a as a young kid, I was with a friend down in in Copenhagen. It wasn't a it was over New Year's. It wasn't a half moon party, but it was you know, every night's a party down there. And I remember getting stuck into the buckets. This is probably a longer story for another day, but I basically got stuck into the buckets pretty hard um and then woke up. I have I have memories of the night, but basically woke up the next morning completely soaked in bed in all my clothes with a fresh tattoo on my foot. Wow. And uh, what it, what had happened was I just got completely wasted, and I was sitting on the beach, and we were sitting on chairs, and I was with my friend, and I stood up and I said, "I'm going to get a tattoo," and he said, "That's a stupid idea," and I just like push kicked him off the chair, <laughs> <laughs> ran up to, ran up to the closest place and had some fourteen year old tattoo my foot uh, while I ordered them to go down to the beach and get me more buckets. So that was uh, <laughs> Thailand. What, yeah, what is the tattoo was, of? Uh, some Thai script that says uh, says "Live Long." <laughs> Are you sure <laughs> that's something. what it says? It yeah, says Pad Thai. Actually, yeah, I've actually have had somebody somebody who said confirmed it. Okay, that's the first thing I did. <laughs> something something along those lines, but yeah, Thailand. It, it'll get you. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I've been that drunk since. I'm, I can actually. I'm pretty confident that. Uh, since 2015, I don't even know if I've blacked out. It, it, it definitely gave me, uh, some psychological, uh, <laughs> there, there's like PTSD associated with that, with what happened. I just, I don't trust uh, myself anymore to, to get that hammered knowing that I was capable does, of doing that. It does rattle you a bit. Um, it does make you, I usually get over eventually, but <laughs> at least for a while, <laughs> at least for a while. No, it definitely, I know what you mean. Like it, kind of it's a bit scary like to be so out of control and to have so yeah such a lack of control of your thinking and what you do especially in a foreign country it's a it's kind of scary to wake up the next day and be like fuck anything could have happened right i could be dead right so it does it's definitely definitely scary right yeah oh yeah if you ask my wife she she'll tell you that she thought you know like i could have been dead yeah 
Well, wow. we <laughs> want to definitely thank you for sharing that story with us today and with our voyages, and especially thank your wife, your then girlfriend, but now wife for <laughs> for putting up with it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, do you want to pimp yourself out one more time and tell the Voyagers how they can listen to your podcast and, and get in contact with you if they want any advice as to how to smooth things over with their girlfriend or wife if they get themselves in trouble? <laughs> you know, maybe I missed my calling. Maybe maybe I should focus on a uh, relationship. Maybe be like, what is it, the guy from uh, Shallow How? Is that the name? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do a podcast together where we just give out advice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, relationship. And, I don't know. That's either going to go in a, in a great way or just can be a complete disaster based on uh, past experiences. Well, I guess there's only one way to... The, you <laughs> should have seen the face Christine just pulled me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Not your calling. Uh, so, I, so I host the, tra- the Traveler's Blueprint podcast with uh, a good friend of mine, Elliot. And we, like I mentioned earlier, we talk to travelers, adventurers. Uh, and the first... Monday, actually, of each month, we do a half-hour news episode where we just focus on last month's main travel and adventure news. But other than that, it's always a, a new traveler, adventurer. They do something crazy in the world or provide information on travel in some way. Uh, and yeah, we release episodes every Monday. So check it out. Awesome. We'll be putting links in uh, all our show notes so people can check it out and see the podcast. And yeah, I heard you've got some good guests coming up as well. So that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. 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 Excited. Uh, you guys are on uh, this weekend. I can't wait. Now, yeah. now we're going to have to tone it down and pretend that uh, we're because we're, you're coming on a PG podcast now. So keep it professional. Of yeah, course. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. yeah. I used to be a high school teacher. I can, I can switch it on. And oh, switch perfect. It off. Perfect. <laughs> all right, Bob. Thank you so much once again for coming on the Not So Bon Voyage on our Voyager chat and we look forward to hearing about your travels and everything like that. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Voyager Chats on the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with a friend or two friends. Share it on Facebook. Tell the world. Shout it from a balcony. Start a podcast to tell your friend about it. I don't know. Do something. (laughs) But please tell your friends about the podcast so we can grow this Voyager community. Thank you so much. We will catch you on the next episode. See ya. See ya.